2: Ground ball to shortstop, the throw is to second, and again, the ball sails past LaGrange into right field. This is the hot corner. The runners will score, and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fan's sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out. With Harrison Lynch. Now granted, the throw was a little wide, but you gotta believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch. In fact, a one-armed player would have at least had a shot at it, which calls to mind the question once again, why, with all the two-armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues, does this team stick with an armless second baseman? On 1080. And he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In ever. The Fan.
3: Welcome into to the Hot Corner for must-be-a-Wednesdays. It's always a Wednesday around these pats. Mike Lynch, alumni, Syracuse University of the American Athletic Conference. I am Patrick Harris, alumni of Washington State of the Mountain West.
4: <laughs>
3: just just uh Big dog, big dog schools over here, man.
4: Yeah, as a, personally, as a Syracuse fan, none of this matters to me. I know. <laughs> because it doesn't matter where we go, we will suck at football and we will be disappointing in basketball until we hit the tournament. And then we'll make the final four inexplicably. And that's Syracuse sports. Yeah, So we, uh, none of this really makes a difference.
3: Yeah, we could be in the big sky, and all we got to do is beat Montana State to uh, go to a natty, and we'll get routed by 30. So, yeah, right.
4: Yeah. It doesn't it, it'll no good. longer be the apple cup. It'll be like the orange cup or the <laughs> plum bowl. The and, wheat bowl. And then you'll lose to insert random big sky foe here. The lentil festival of Washington State versus Idaho State <laughs> Bengals. Versus eastern Washington. <laughs> Getting routed. <laughs> I don't know. When Wazoo goes to that red turf, they just don't play very well.
3: And it's so crazy. It's like that, that stuff's such a fascinating, just like a fascinating thing to kind of sit back and watch. Like, I don't do this every day like you guys do, so I know you guys are way into it. And I'm, I'm definitely into it and, like, following because it, it, it it's big news. But it's really interesting to be from a fan and alumni of a school that is really not a player in any of this, and you're just like, oh, God, like – What is worst case scenario and pray that that is not terrible.
4: It's been very interesting to see the reaction from people Mm -hmm. because Oregon state fans and Washington state fans, although we have less of those who text in are resigned to the fact that they're screwed Mm -hmm. Uh, and Oregon fans are in pure panic, desperation, get us out. (laughs) It's like, what? Wait, The Big Ten doesn't see value. Have you seen the TV viewership (laughs) for the game against Ohio State? Have they heard of Nike and the brand? (laughs) And it's it's such a... Meltdown. It's such a funny difference between the two who are both currently left out to dry Mm. in a conference that feels like it's dying, although they're trying to now do a last hurrah save and keep the four schools that are thinking of the Big 12 put. But it's like in a very similar boat in such different reactions. And I get why it's just funny to see both come across at the same time. And I I didn't even think about Syracuse next AAC member, because I know the ACC is involved in this, but nothing's Mm. happened with them yet. Right. Outside of, Hey, Pac-12, you want to make a loose deal? (laughs) What I saw for Syracuse is the big East. Oh, back back to the big East and make that conference. Really go back home, get rid of football. Just go back home. I mean, yeah, I guess get rid of football. Yeah. What's Syracuse's history? Four good years in around two thousand when McNabb was there. Marvin <laughs> Harrison. Well, and of course you've got <laughs> the legendary Jim Brown or Davis forty four. Sure, 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 sure. I am talking recent history. Like Greg I Paulus,
3: know. he played quarterback when he transferred. He did. Wasn't so bad either.
4: Yeah, I it, a lot of the schlubs we've been thrown out there recently. Yeah, it's
3: it it it's kind of it, it it leans back to me like kind of where I am as a sports fan these days. <clears throat> like like you know baseball and and and. European football and and world stage football like kind of like and college basketball to a point. But, you know, when when you get to the tournament, if you're good enough to get in, you usually get in. And if you you're the last four out, well, you probably didn't deserve to get in. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. (laughs) And and so where I am in my current sports fandom is that, you know, I've got a few teams. You know, I'm going to root for Wazoo no matter what, because I'm an alumni. I'm from Portland, so I root for the Blazers, but I'm not the biggest NBA fan. Uh, I love what? the.
4: T- I, I, I love the Patrick tim- Harris is not a big fan of the NBA. I, I love the Timbers, but I'm not a big fan of the MLS. And so for like a lot and of the really, how much love for the Timbers is there? Like I you, got a lot. You love the Timbers. But yeah. This year they suck. Are you watching them? Yeah. I watch every game. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I follow
3: maybe not as much as I have in your recent years, but, but yeah, I still follow, go to games and stuff like that. But it's really interesting, you know, because With college football and the NFL and the NBA, I kind of just sit back and watch how things go. In fact, I would argue it's the best way to watch the NFL. Like, when I watch an NFL game, I literally, because I don't have a team, and, like, there might be certain players that I like that I root for, but
4: and I don't play fantasy, so... You wouldn't be the perfect person to play fantasy because you don't have a team. So you create your own team to root for every year. Sure, sure. Um, but so
3: I just kind of watch, you know. And when it's Sunday, I'm like, "Oh, there's no good game in the morning window. Pass." Ooh, that nighttime game? Yeah, I'll watch Chiefs Bills. <laughs> I don't care who wins. Sure, I'll watch that. It's a, it's kind of freeing, right? Yeah, I kind of find myself really enjoying it to where, like baseball, I want to like pull my hair out twenty four seven. So I'm just like, "Why is my team not good?" You know? Well, then that's that's long-standing growing up of a team that's not very good.
4: And then switching to a team that's not very good.
3: <laughs> and so and so it's just, I don't know, the, like the college football thing is interesting. I'm just kind of standing back and watching, you know, just kind of seeing where it goes because my team's going to suck no matter where we are. And so you're just kind of like, oh hey, whatever. I liked where the college basketball program was going or is going, I should say. But nobody's like, nobody's like, Syracuse should join the Big Ten because basketball is great. Like nobody's no, doing all
4: that. of these decisions are football based. Yeah. Yeah. Every other sport. It does not matter. The only person I do have a little bit
3: of sympathy for, and I'm kind of like kicking myself because I was very high on him is
4: Klevkov. I feel a little bad for the guy. I know you take the job thinking you can save what Larry Scott did. And I really thought I was like a Vegas guy. Let's get this. <laughs> Pac-12 is going to be the league to watch. And then in the meantime, Larry Scott's ghost continues. <laughs> To murder the Pac-12, even <laughs> though Klyavkov had done a decent job, I thought, to begin his tenure as commissioner.
3: Sure, sure. I mean, the yeah. SEC and Big Ten will always have better football and then, you know, sprinkle in some ancillary schools. But I always thought the Pac-12 with Klyavkov was going to be like, like Vegas. Like, it might not be the best show in the world, but it is going to be a spectacle. It's going to be something that you turn your TV on.
4: And, you know, not anymore. Oh, well. It's uh, it's fascinating to watch. I, I'm really fascinated by the business side of all of this. Mm-hmm. Just from a, you don't really know what these teams are worth thing. But, like, I, I'm kind of fascinated to see the Big Ten kind of just scoffing at Oregon and Washington. Like, you're not as big as you think you are, guys. Yeah. And, I, and that, to me, is wild. Because when you're here and you and you see it every day and you follow the programs... You have a general feeling of, okay, biggest program in the Pac-12. It's USC or Oregon. Yeah, I mean, you would probably argue USC dollar amount. It's SC, of course, and where the program is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the program is probably Oregon would be number one. Yeah, yeah. And then, so USC one, Oregon two, uh, Washington three is how we view it, right? That's how we view the hierarchy of big money grossing revenue programs in the PAC 12 and USC went to the big 10. They brought along little brother UCLA mm-hmm. and then Oregon and Washington were like, please just <laughs> bring us all and then get Notre Dame. And you got 20 and you're happy. And the big 10 like, eh. yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Do you bring,
3: you know, I think <laughs> you're not bringing me Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we talk about this, you know, like me and my friends and, and you and I, and, 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 you know, other sports people that were around, we talk about this stuff all the time. Like when you look at, those programs that think they're awesome but haven't done squad douche in 20 years you know like a nebraska or a tennessee and those guys are sitting there probably going wow thank god we're in one of the big boys right now you know because like if if tennessee wasn't in the sec they'd be in the same boat as you, dub like oh my god nobody wants us why doesn't anybody want us well program is not that awesome <laughs> yeah it's been interesting and i haven't listened to a ton of like sports talk radio or, or, or television on this. So I'm, I'm curious, did this, is this has, have people related this to <clears throat> NIL? Like if NIL doesn't happen, does this still happen as soon as it's happened? I,
4: I would say not at all. I, I have not seen, no, I don't, I don't consume as much sports media as you do. I, I consume when I'm here. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Um, I have not heard that once. Even okay. asked. Yeah. I'm sure people are asking. I'm sure people are saying, hey, NIL started and now we've got the death of uh, college sports. <laughs> In reality, this is all TV deals. This is TV contracts. Right, That's well, what's pushing <clears throat> us.
3: Because I wondered if, <clears throat> excuse me, now that players have a value, every team's value has now elevated. So then it's like, well, now we're talking like real money. And now let's, you know, Americana capitalistic. Let's go get it.
4: I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think this is the Pac-12 TV deal was up in two years. Yeah, the the window for getting out was two weeks ago or a week ago when USC and UCLA made the move, and I think they saw that the Big Ten is making project is projected to make a, like thirty percent more than the Pac-12 was. And up to potentially a hundred percent more over the course of their deal, and they were like, ah, "The Pac-12 is not in a good spot. They're going to renegotiate TV rights. Does anybody really want to pay money for the Pac-12 when, in reality, we can just go make whatever the number is going to be in the Big Ten and any big and,
3: game, and any big game is on Fox or ESPN anyway.
4: Correct. Those yeah. are the two who are controlling everything.
3: Right. Right. Well. I'm just going to sit back and watch the world burn. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm going to do.
4: Yeah, as a fan of a team that's getting screwed in this, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just like, whatever, dude. I have no control over this. Wait, so. can we,
3: at least can we go back to Russell Athletic as our brand <laughs> of athletic equipment? That That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want
4: to Can uh, we get Reebok. Back? I just
3: want a jacket with How about the i <laughs> I've seen some Wazoo champion stuff, dude. Oakley, Oakley is a target brand. (laughs) Well, what I'm going to do instead is I'm just going to watch some baseball. And that's what we do here. That's the best sport. That is what we do here. Uh, We got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, Are the Mets in trouble in the National League East? Uh, There's a team not too far from here on a hot streak. Is that sustainable or is it just who they've been playing? Um, I could rant about the future of baseball if you really want to do that. We got a lot to get to today. There's the uh you can follow us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch27. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. There's the fan text line, 5032501080. 1080 That bad boy will let you interact with us throughout the entire show. Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. as it always does, as we are back on track, as everybody's happy. And healthy. When we come back, what does the National League East look like? That's where I'd like to start. As things are getting a little dicey, there's a team in the rearview mirror, and objects are closer than they appear. That's next. This is the hot corner 1080 The Fan.
4: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 720
3: here, Portland sports leader. Don't you forget it. We're live from the poop-filled meta. Uh, we'll have the Mike Lynch edition of Trivia Fair or Foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. I always look forward to that, although I have not been good at those lately. Well, I try to be pretty challenging. Yeah, and they are challenging. They are fun conversation. I have just not really hit on any of them,
4: so maybe today will be different. Well, actually, Pat, I feel like we've only done it, what, three or four times now? Yeah. I don't feel like you've done quite well with it at all. I, th- I think yeah. I need to make the questions a little easier for you. Yeah, I know. That's not a good thing.
3: <laughs> it's like, man, I'm really struggling with my job. And it's like, well, we could dumb it down for you.
4: <laughs> we I can mean, make it so I it's to, less I try challenging, try to go out of left idiot. field and give some guys some respect. And, you know, like last week or last time this happened was a couple weeks ago when we, I asked you about the two Blue Jays who were in the top 10 in war. And I was like, derp, derp. And you mentioned every Blue Jay, but these two, Alejandro Kirk and Santiago Espinall. And Maybe I don't watch enough baseball. Mike quit outing me. <laughs> this is what happens when you watch national games only, Patrick.
3: I know, dude. I know, dude. I was having a conversation with my wife when it comes to the All Star break. I, I'm, I'm gonna buckle. I, I'm, I'm gonna pay for the second half, uh, and get it because it's just too much of a struggle. Um, because I am stream only. I cut cord. So major league based. MLB Network games, I don't see. Which are on almost every day. Right. And so if it's like have cables so you can watch MLB Network extra games or pay drastically less than that yes, and watch whatever game you want to watch. You know, like tonight was cool. I mean, I, I on ESPN, I watched uh, Cardinals Braves for a little bit, and that was great because I love Max Freed. And he was on the mound, and the Braves are surging. And Michaelis has been good, and, and, and he Michaelis was on the mound. has been good, and the Cardinals have been good, and Goldie is a MVP front runner, and, and Arenado's great. We, we love and... Arenado, and I love some of the kids on on St. Louis. So I got lucky in that. But what if Freed and Michaelis weren't pitching? You're like, well, these are two good teams. But did Charlie Morton just give up six runs again in the first inning? You know, you know, and then you're like, oh. Me- meanwhile, it's like Verlander, Cole. You know, on on uh, on uh, MLB at bat, and you're like, oh, I "Wish I would have watched that yeah, instead." Yeah, let's throw that on. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna do
4: it. And also, that- by the way, I buckled. I I gave Joe my login. Oh, did you? He was he was listening to one of the shows that I was doing. I don't remember what show it was, and I said something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, I gave. Oh, this it was on prime time." Isaac uses my ESPN Plus. Which used to be Insider, sure, because he wanted to get access to the articles, right, right, right. Because there's a lot of like subscriber Butter. exclusive content behind a paywall, and I said that, and Joe says, "Oh, Isaac can get ESPN Plus, but I can't get your MLB TV." Oh, Guilty. Jim. And I sat there and I was like, "I have no good excuse for this." My excuse was similar to yours was, I value this the most of all of my streaming services, mm-hmm. so I don't want this taken away from me if at Any point MLB TV goes and checks and says, ah, you've got five people watching on your Mm -hmm. account. That's the one I care about the most. Yep, that's why I I need to watch my damn Yankee games.
3: I haven't asked you because I don't want someone to ask me. Right. I did it in the past, and there were years where I, like, left four people with my login, and they were like, I'll pay you 50 bucks. And I, like, made money off of it. (laughs) Uh, and then I was like, uh, I don't want to do that anymore. Yes. It,
4: the the risk of I'm losing also, it.
3: I'm also less poor than I was yes. back then, yes. so I didn't. I don't need the money.
4: Yeah. So I, that that he guilted me into it, and I went. I have nothing to say to this. So I, instead of responding, I just sent him the info, and I was like, Here. That was very nice. View. Watch your Orioles because they're fun to watch right now. And and I'm I'm praying. I don't even know if he's used it. He better have. It.
3: I highly doubt this is going to happen. But our our wonderful overlord, Rob Manfred, has said that his number one priority <clears throat> is to get rid of blackouts. And if he gets rid of blackouts, I would spend more money on MLB at bat. I would. Even at, even when I was an, an Indians fan before a Mariner fan, where I only get, you know, eight games blacked out a year when they're playing Seattle. And I know it's different now that I, that I, that I want to watch Mariners games, but I would pay more if there was no blackouts. I mean not like astronomically more, but I'd pay 30 bucks more. Yeah. 50 bucks more?
4: Yeah, I would too. I mean, at the very least, it allows you to watch your own broadcasters in those Seattle games. Exactly. And because I sorry Mariners fans, your broadcasters stink.
3: Yeah, Mike Sims isn't great. I love Riz on the radio Dave though. Sims. Dave Sims, sorry. Who's Mike
4: Sims? Nobody. Probably there's many many okay. of them somewhere. Uh yeah, I
3: don't love Dave Sims, uh but I love Riz. So I'll listen to radio. No problem. Uh, but I, the the thing is, is when Manfred says, "My number one goal
4: is to get rid of blackouts." Aren't you in control of that? I don't know how they work. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming with that statement, there's probably like, TV contract stuff that's also in there. Like maybe each RSN has a rule. Oh that you right, can't advertise. Or right, can't yeah, like yeah, with.
3: like Rude Sports and Bali are like, oh man, you can't do it local because then we get screwed. Well, welcome to the future, my friend. Then you know what? Rude Sports have a streaming service have a streaming service. I would pay $10
4: a month. Those poor people in Iowa who have, <laughs> I know like one, <clears throat> two, three. F- I think they have five teams claim Iowa. Yeah. They cannot watch twins, white Sox, cubs, Royals, and either brewers or Cardinals, probably brewers, probably both. <laughs> Maybe it might even be six. <laughs> they cannot watch those teams. They are blacked out in yeah. all of Iowa. Yeah. And if you live in Iowa, you're probably a fan of one of those teams. Without a doubt. So you can't watch MLB or MLB TV. Yeah, you're missing out.
3: But I'll bet you in Iowa, people pay for cable. I don't know.
4: I don't know why I just assumed that. Yeah, that's weird to assume. That is a weird assumption.
3: I'm like, oh, you live in the Midwest. You must be stupid and pay for cable.
4: (laughs) I pay for cable. What does that (laughs) say? I don't know, man. I don't know. That was
3: just where my brain went. It was like, Iowa, idiots.
4: Anyway. Well, I don't have any concerns about watching anything because I've got cable. Yeah, I know. I know. And MLB TV. But I look, but I look, man, and all. the Netflix. I, I got all the streaming
3: services, it. man. And it's only like sixty bucks
4: a month. And then internet on top of it. I don't count internet. Okay, but that's usually included, right? But everybody has internet. Well, I know, but included in the cost of your cable bill is almost always your internet bill. Oh no, I, i meant, So I'm just talking purely cost wise.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just meant like I don't have cable, but I have. Peacock, Paramount, Netflix, Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Spotify, Amazon Prime, all that stuff. And I mean, I think it's only like 60-70 bucks a month.
4: And the internet's probably 60 or 70 on top of it.
3: Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. yeah.
4: Okay. So you're saving a, you know, you're saving like 80 to 100 bucks probably. Yeah, depending can, on your packaging. And I
3: can these. use my Apple TV, which I find a lot more easier to use. I mean, I am an Apple guy, so like please 503-250-1080, don't kill me. I know that Apple fans are like, "Yeah, I love Apple," and then Apple non-fans are like, "That sucks." So, like, let, let's hold up. Let's hold up. Hold
4: up. Teach his own. I've only watched Apple TV twice, and they were both for baseball games.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I am. Jo- I am enjoying that. There are now more baseball games on Apple.
4: TV. Yes, although the broadcasts are. I had one the other day that was just no announcers. They did that intentionally. Yeah, and everyone hated it. I didn't watch it, but I feel like that would have been awesome to watch.
3: As somebody who that was Peacock, that was Sunday morning baseball. Oh, was Peacock as somebody who just throws it on the television? Yeah, I could care less. Yeah. Plus, there. Plus,
4: honestly, although if if you're throwing it on the television, you're not really able to follow what's happening if you're not looking, if you don't hear anybody.
3: Well, sure, sure, but you hear a bat, you hear a bat crack, and you go, "Whoop! What was that? Foul
4: ball." (laughs) (laughs) No, you know the difference, Michael. Do you? I I think so. Yeah. Because you can hear the bat crack, and then it's like. 400 feet to the right foul. And the announcer would be like, "And that's driven foul. But you hear the back (laughs) crack and you're like, ha, (laughs) flip over to the TV. You see the ball, you see the camera in the air and you're like, yes. And then it lands foul.
3: I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. But yeah, I mean, but on the reality is unless you're in love with your local baseball announcer team, guy, lady, person, they um, most national announcers are not great. I watched a game with Bob Costas and Ron Darling, and I was like, "Oh my God, kill me!" Boy, absolutely kill me.
4: Bob Costas is a legend, of course. He is a Syracuse grad, so I will always love Bob Costas.
3: I love when Bob Costas talks about baseball. I don't want him telling me what's going on in a baseball game.
4: I don't love when Bob Costas talks about baseball because Bob Costas is the most old man yelling at cloud that there is in the <laughs> entire sport right
3: now. I mean, more when he like talks about like the history. Oh well, of yeah, course yeah. he's that, great as I mean.
4: But if you he, got to he t- did a game. On MLB Network with Jim Cott. okay, and it was as if the two of them hated the sport. <laughs> they were ignoring pitches and spent seventy percent of the game complaining about baseball. <laughs> and I believe the game was on MLB Network. And I went, I don't
2: know if I'm. Be it was like their the showcase game,
4: and I was like, Why are you allowing this? Yeah, they are just. Assing all over the sport by complaining about everything. Because Bob Costas is a legend. And Jim Cott is a legend. Yeah. They're also both 99 years old.
3: Well, I didn't mean to, but there's an update on me watching national broadcasts only, and it is about to die. Once I get the email that says, hey, it's 60 bucks for the rest of the year, I'm like, here's my credit card. Shut up and take my money.
4: Why don't you just do it now, then? I don't know. I haven't looked. I'll look in the break how much. I mean, it's probably still mostly full price, but if you want it, just get it. But I What's can the also, difference between I can, 40 also, bucks? I can also wait
3: a week and a half. 40 bucks, Bro, I got three kids, man. What you want? You just said money's not
4: an issue. Well, I, money is always $40. an issue. That's like half of a dinner out with your lady. You can do that. But I like going out with my lady. Great. You also like watching all the baseball. I do. I do. <laughs> all right, we got sidetracked. When we come back, I do want to dive into the
3: National League East as I teased objects in the rearview mirror are closer than they appear. We'll get to that next, but first there's Mike with sports.
2: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
3: Uh, There's a team on a hot streak. We'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Also, Mike, maybe we'll have a little fun with uh, what we know of 80s baseball as we were chatting that before the show, and we have learned that we don't know much.
4: Well, I have admitted, and it's it's a bit of a point of shame for me where I've tried to get better at it, but it's not my strength. I am not the most adept at baseball's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, You know, Patrick just knows every World <laughs> Series winner and every matchup possible. Try to, and unless it's the 80s. You have very specific, like, you know when blank played and when they hit this many home runs and when this occurred. And I'm like, yeah, they did that in the 50s. Or, that World Series 80... uh, You just trail off and they're like, yeah, 84. Good call, Mike. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, like, I I generally know, but I don't have, like, this photographic perfect memory of that kind of stuff. I think it's Probably because I just don't care enough about <laughs> baseball's history. <laughs>
3: so maybe we'll have some fun with that. Uh, but I want to get into this. I, I think one of the one of the early storylines in the season was how good the New York Mets have been. Uh, they bolstered that starting rotation by adding Max Scherzer, which was uh, I remember when that happened, we were kind of like, "What? They got Max Scherzer." <laughs> Uh, DeGrom hasn't pitched yet, but he's not far from potentially pitching. He's doing some rehab games now. Question marks. So when he comes back, that'll be good. Tywin Walker's had a really nice year. Um, and that offense seems to just kind of piece it
4: together without really being sexy. Uh, Pete Alonzo has been sexy. Mm-hmm. Leaves the league in RBIs at last. Uh, last I saw. Did we both vote for Jeff McNeil in the all-star game? I don't. He, I don't think I voted for Jeff. McNeil. Either way, he was discussed. Yes. So yes. so that's huge. And um, the good year. Frankie can't be terrible forever. Well, he's not terrible. He's just not Cleveland Frankie. Yeah. But he's better than last year's Frankie Lindor. That's for sure.
3: Um, but the biggest thing with the Mets, we we're always kind of like, what are they really good at? And we weren't quite sure. They were just kind of a complete team.
4: Buck Showalter at the helm. They were playing a little more old school baseball than we've seen of late.
3: Yeah, fiery, you know, they were getting hit all the time and they're ready to fight people and they they seemed like a, a good culture and everything. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to say it's fully tapered off. I still think they're really good. But don't look now. The Atlanta Braves are two games back and are the hottest team in baseball. I think they are 23-7. and seven. We're 23-7 and seven in the month of June. No, you can't. That's 30 games. They didn't play every day. Uh, but but I think they were the best team in baseball in June. Their pitching is coming around. They're hitting really well right now. Yep. And if you're a Mets fan, Mike, you mentioned when we were talking about this, yeah, you're gonna get Scherzer back. But this Braves team is 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 scary. I was really worried about them losing Freddie Freeman.
4: Matt Olson's been pretty damn good.
3: He's been all right. DSB
4: Swanson's having a career year. Yeah, Swanson, who I believe is in his walk year, or his first contract year, I think, is having a career year. Fantastic. Olsen, boy, Olsen's weird. Olsen started out really hot, right? He, He Like the first week of the season, it was like, what a trade. And now he's hitting like 240. Um, But he walks more than most people. Yeah, I mean, he's a good hitter, of course. He's a money ball guy. Uh, Freddie Freeman's hitting like 310 for the Dodgers, and he had a bad start to the year. That is true. So Matt Olsen is not Freddie Freeman. Right. And you're losing a lot without having Freddie Freeman in that lineup. And by the way, I think we talked about this last week, but what? Freddie Freeman didn't know the Braves had countered because his agent said no? What is going on? Like, it was the weirdest thing ever. Did you just want him to be in L.A.? Well, I mean, he gets a cut. Well, yeah. And the LA contract was bigger. so He doesn't get cut anymore,
3: loser. Uh, but but what I would say is oh, he's, Matt. He's suing him oh, now. Yeah, so. I mean, Matt Olsen is definitely not Freddie. Like, that's the truth. But you do have a fully healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. Who
4: hasn't even come close to being fully Ronald Acuna Jr. yet.
3: And, you know, shivers, you know. It's cold in here. Mm-hmm. Every time I look up at the television and they're like, Ronald Acuna at the plate. And I'm like, oh, God.
4: There's also a guy on the team that you heard about And then told me about for multiple weeks. Nobody believed me. And I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. I've never heard of that person. And then that following week, I saw like five different highlight packages of his defense alone. We're talking about Michael Harris. The The second. second. Who uh, is not an everyday player as far as I know, but plays fairly frequently for the Braves now. And is doing quite well as well. He's 21 years old. Yeah, the Braves, you kind of had to think this was coming after last season, winning a World Series. he mm-hmm. kind of had to think that there was going to be some good play because they had such a rough start. And I remember there was a Braves fan who was texting in either this show or primetime or both shows that said this was when the Braves were up by nine or ten games, or the Mets were. And the Mets had lost like two games in a row, and the Braves had won two in a row. And obviously he was partially joking slash being a fan, but he's like, watch out. Here's a winning streak coming up. And they're going to catch the Mets. And here we are about a month later, and they're two and a half games back.
3: Do you think this is more of a conversation of Atlanta kind of pulling it together or the Mets coming back down to earth?
4: If I was forced to choose one, I'd say it's Atlanta pulling it together. But the Mets have had a ton of injuries, Mm -hmm. especially at the pitching staff. And it's not – the pitching has not been good enough with the – arms they've been using in place of Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, their bullpen is not good. Um, <clears> so <throat> there, there is part of that as well where they've come back to earth in part because of injuries. But this is just the Braves being the Braves we thought they would be. The Braves started off bad and now they're well above 500 and in, in the playoff hunt. That's the Braves we expected to see. And then to go one team further down, they fired their terrible manager, Joe Girardi. And now they're four games over 500, they're eight back in the division, and they're in the wild card chase in the Phillies. Kyle Schwarber, by the way, I'm assuming you've seen this. Yeah. Since June 1st, has hit 16 home runs. For those who are unaware, a general good month of baseball, like a really good month, is if you hit like 9 or 10. Right. You're like, wow, what a month. That guy's locked in. And in a month and five days, a.k.a. in a month of games, because they've had days off, he's hit 16 homers. He already again today. I know. It's, I it's be 17.
3: Now. It's it's something like uh, that that cool summer heat he really likes.
4: <laughs> the early summer where he just hits every pitch out. Yeah,
3: yeah. And then if you're out of contention, he gets traded to somebody and then it's not very good for them. Um, it, it's interesting that you bring up the Phillies. Uh, I mean, also there's a big reality that the National League is just not very good. It's not very deep. <clears throat> um, that division, you know, the Nationals, like, good God, that 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 team's rough to watch, even though they got one of the best young players in baseball. They are so bad. But I am not sold on this Phillies turnaround by any means. I'm looking at their record right now. They're 43 and 39. I'm like, yeah, double that. That's what they'll finish.
4: Just like, but they're in the playoff hunt. They went from being really bad to in the playoff hunt. Sure. Name me four good teams in the National League. Dodgers. Okay. Brewers. Uh, Cardinals. Uh, Padres. Yeah. Mets. Yeah. Braves. There's four. I mean, I'm not I just mean you central. seven, but
3: okay. <laughs> I'm not sold on anyone in the central. All right. I'm not sold on anyone there. I do think there are some good pieces. But the Brewers, once again, the best player on their team is not very good. Uh, the Cardinals have two of some of the best players in the National League. Are you talking about Christian Yelich? I am. And two of the best players
4: in baseball are on the Cardinals, and they're four games over 500. Would you be surprised to find out that Christian Yelich is the 65th-ranked player in all of fantasy?
3: Um, I would be surprised. I would be surprised. Interesting, right? But there was a time when he was top 20.
4: Well, of course. There was a time where he was number one. But last yeah, year, Christian Yelich was like 700.
3: Him, and that's when I got him as a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucked. That sucked real bad.
4: I think it helps that he has 13 stolen bases.
3: Oh, hey, look at that, dude. Yeah. Get after him, man. So, I mean, Mike, as we're approaching halfway, you know, and we just realized we'll have Big John on in two weeks to do our, our mid-season review.
4: All three of us just realized that. I, talk, I talked to John. He <laughs> was like, oh, yeah.
3: I know. I was going that's to the bathroom, kind of and way. then you started talking to him. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to stay for this conversation. Um You know, gun to your head, give me a call right now. The Braves win
4: this division? No. 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 Because Scherzer's back, pitched great yesterday. He did pitch great. And DeGrom is like a week away, or probably all-star break, so two weeks away. Because he he just had a rehab start at single A. Mm -hmm. So he might have like two more, and then they may just wait because we're near the break anyway. Give him the break. You're going to get DeGrom and Scherzer back. At the top of that rotation... Like I said, Tywin Walker's been fairly solid this yeah, year. Yeah, okay. I don't trust him at all. But he has been solid. Um, why wouldn't the Mets win the division with those two at the top? Braves can hit, but they're not going to hit those two. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
3: know. I'll have to look and see how much they play each other, too. That could be something. Oh, for sure. Because that's where you really find out. All right, when we come back, do you know your 80s baseball? Because I sure don't. Tenny of the Fame. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan Trivia edition of Fair or the bottom of the eight o'clock hour. Plus, we'll get into a streaking team in the American League, and can they keep this up? But I wanted to have a little fun here for a moment as Mike and I were randomly talking about this uh, be- be- before the show, and I just text just text Big Soup because. I came in and I asked Isaac and 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 Jason. Isaac, you know, I was like, you guys are are a little older than me. You probably remember the '80s a little better than I do. Who was the best pitcher in the '80s? And because Mike and I were talking about it, and we couldn't figure it out, we were like, Saberhagen, yeah, Eckersley, yeah, Hershiser, Valenzuela, and then Big Suit goes, Roger Clemens. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, my yeah. bad, dude.
4: My bad, dude. I mean, a lot of Clemens was 90s and sure. early thousands, but with the Red Sox, that was the 80s. But,
3: I mean, he had a 15-plus career year career of being really good. Wasn't he 86 rookie 86
4: year? 86
3: rookie year, and then he went to Toronto. He was pretty damn good in Toronto before he went to New York.
4: Oh, hey, look at that. I just got the year right for nice somebody.
3: job, buddy. I, I'm, I'm getting better. 86 is also the year he threw 20Ks in a game. Oh. Yeah, it's his rookie year. Um... And but then, so is that the answer is it Clemens? Uh no, it's not. Because I just looked uh, up, I found God. uh ainsworthsports.com and seems real. what's that? Seems real. It seems real. Whatever. It has a list and it's what like Ainsworth? And I I have no idea, but look at this. There, there's nothing there. It's literally just a list and I just touched the back of that computer screen. I do not advise that. <laughs> I do not know what was on my fingers. That is disgusting. That's covid right there. Um is. The, the number one player they have ranked in the 80s is Wade Boggs. Okay. You're like, oh, all right. Right. I Wade, see that. that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Number two is a pitcher named Nolan Ryan. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just
4: texted Suk and I said, Nolan Ryan, bleeping duh. <laughs> <laughs> see, th- this is the funny thing is that uh, there are such obvious answers to some of these questions, but you overthink it, too. You're right. like – you're like, okay, you're like going through teams in your head and like who was their best pitcher, who was their best pitcher. Uh, Apologies, I didn't think of Texas, but, uh, you know.
3: Well, they weren't any good. Yeah, And neither was the California Angels when he was on them either.
4: True. So they just weren't good when he was in his heyday. But so I do do this every once in a while, and I, I did this to you yesterday. When I watch Yankees games, once a game they have a trivia question. And if I catch it, I like to play along and see if I can get it right. They're always yankees base, but they're actually usually pretty good trivia questions. If there's one that I find to be particularly interesting, I will send it to every baseball friend I have. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of them, but I usually send it to you, to John, to my dad, and I'm usually here, so I'll ask Isaac and Souk. That's usually who I send it to uh, in terms of people I think would maybe be able to get the trivia questions. Mm Mm-hmm. Yesterday's question that I sent to you, I thought was a really good one.
3: It was fun. I had a really good time. My, my, I was like pacing around the house. And my wife's like, I'm like,
4: do, do, do you think it's this person? And she's looking
3: at me, I don't know, Margo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, the question was John Carlos Stanton hit his 100th Yankee homer the other day. He is one of seven players who hit 100 homers with the Yankees and 150 plus homers with a different major league team. Not career outside
3: of New York, but with another team.
4: Yes, Major League team being the key because uh, somebody asked about Matsui.
3: I, I asked about, oh, you asked about Matsui because I was going to say Matsui.
4: Which is op- would be <clears throat> obvious, but no, it was Major League team. Who are the other six? And the, I, I won't make you guess. The answer is Alex Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira, Jason Giambi, Reggie Jackson, Dave Winfield, and Alfonso Soriano. Two people, my dad was one, and Isaac and Suke were the other, didn't guess Alex Rodriguez. Wow. Because it's so obvious. Right. You don't even consider like A-Rod as an option. A-rod did it twice, by the way. He did it with both the Rangers and the Mariners. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and and my thought, my instant thought, I was like, no brainer, Babe
4: Ruth. And I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because
3: Babe Ruth was mostly a pitcher
4: for Boston, right? And because I was like, he had to have hit
3: 150 in
4: Boston. The man's got 700 home runs. Cano was guessed multiple times. Cano hit over 100 with the Mariners, but not 150. I guess Roger
3: Maris, because um, I thought he might have had some for for Kansas City, but I. It's was that wrong.
4: 150 number that gets you because 100 is is a lot of people. Um, my dad guessed Gary Sheffield, which I thought was a good guess, but he was but not was a, a good guess. He was not a Yankee long enough to hit 100 with the Yankees. He only yeah. had three seasons or two and a half seasons there before he got hurt um he clearly had over 150 with atlanta right. I mean he's
3: like eight shy of 500 yeah. or something like that yeah
4: i think he has more than 500 doesn't he
3: no he's not 500 he's
4: not 500 no. um the only
3: guys fi- with more than 500 home runs not in the hall are pop steroid users
4: the the 150 number is the key though because that's not a number that's easily attainable because no. you need to be on a team for unless you're a steroid user at least five, five seasons yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just kind of got me thinking about this. Like That's why I thought, like, we forget Nolan Ryan. Like, ah, people forgot Alex Rodriguez.
3: Yeah, right? yeah. And so I'm, like, looking at this, this <laughs> Ainsworth sports list, whatever, whatever the hell this is. And I don't care what their order is. But do you know how many Hall of Famers are on this? It just makes me question, like, why me as somebody who loves the history of baseball, I was born in the 80s, but I don't really remember baseball in the 80s. But
4: why do I know the 70s and 60s and 50s better than the 80s? Here are the Hall of Famers. Is it is it because there's less interesting stuff going on in the 80s? I mean, I, obviously you had the Mets in 86. Sure. I mean, is that is that the reason?
3: You have you have the 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 you Royals the, Cardinals debacle at first base.
4: Was 89 the walk-off eighty eight for the Blue Jays? Uh no, that's in the nineties. That's ninety or ninety one? Uh ninety two. Okay.
3: Uh 88 is Valenzuela and Kirk Gibson. Oh, well, a classic moment for sure. Yeah, that's a classic moment, but that's like the only thing I remember. Look at these Hall of Famers. Wade Boggs, Nolan Ryan, Steve Carlton, Eddie Murray, Gary Carter, Mike Schmidt, Ricky Henderson, George Brett. Ooh, Ricky Henderson. Tim Rock Reigns, Cal Ripken Jr.,
4: Jack Morris, Andre Dawson. Yeah, dude. But Ripken is not an 80s player in my mind. Really? In my mind, he's not. Because his rookie year is like 82. I know. But as... I think they won a series in 83. Remember, I was born in 89. And all I know about Cal is the the record, the Ironman streak. Right. Like, that's what I re- most remember Cal <clears throat> Ripken for. <clears throat> and as someone who doesn't dive into the history of baseball as much as you do, yeah, I don't view him as an 80s player at all, even though he was.
3: Yeah, like, Mike, when you think of the 1981 World Series, do you know that your Yankees lost to the Dodgers? Not off the top of my head. Me neither. Yeah. You know? And I think that's kind of what a lot of it is. 80 Philly and then the Dodgers, Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, Cardinals, Mets, Cardinals, Dodgers, Giants. The Cardinals won one, two, they won three World Series and in the 80s. you love the Cardinals. Yeah, and I'm like, they won three World Series in the 80s. And I'm just like, derp, derp, derp. 80s that, are boring.
4: Is that the John Kruk, Kurt Schilling Phillies in the 80s there? Uh, or, late 80s. Late 80s, yeah. Yeah uh yeah 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 where they lost to toronto oakland
3: where did that phillies go they well they beat the orioles in 83 no. so excuse me the orioles didn't win one they lost in 83 but that's 83 the, No way no, that's, no. That's, that's late, cur- late 80s
4: late 80s Not late, late 80s chilling. no they won in 93 that's ah. that shilling. Oh, okay. 93 is shilling. See? Yeah, the 80s is just an empty void of nothingness. I put things into the 80s. They're not in the 80s.
3: Oh, excuse me. And I was reading this wrong. The Cardinals lost three World Series. Oh, my God. The winners are... Uh, Where are we? The Yankees won it in 81. My bad, dude. The blue, I just assumed the blue was won and the red was lost. You
4: probably should assume that. Yeah,
3: but no, red is won. That's weird. No, I don't know what I'm looking at. Okay. Well, anyway. the segment's over. Yeah, not, not important. But I find it so weird that... Guys, this- did you know that we do a baseball show? <laughs> but I just find it so weird as a lovable historian of baseball that the 80s, for some reason, are just adios. Maybe I should go back and watch a ton of 80s stuff. It's pretty steroids. Hmm. Anyway, we come
1: back. Loaded second hour. Don't. Go-